0: hello again everybody this is Corey atkinson with the pro wrestling elitist podcast for tuesday september the 1st 2020 first and foremost let me say thank you Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for making time in your schedule to listen to our show. We've got a pretty big show for you today, and I'm excited for you to hear it. Before we get on to that, let me just first say that if you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to our podcast. That is the number one way that you can help. The number two way, rate us five stars on the podcasting application of your choice. And if you've already gone that far, go a step further, send us, a tweet, send us a gram, send us an email. You can get a hold of us on Instagram and on Twitter at PW elitists. If you want to send us an email, that's PW elitists at gmail.com. Let's go ahead and get into some smaller news, and then we'll get to some bigger stuff as we move along. Um, One of the first things I do want to talk through is that AEW's all-out pay-per-view is sold out. There were limited seating for the event, and that was gobbled up very quickly. From what I understand, there's still limited seating remaining for this Wednesday's AEW Dynamite taping at Daly's Place in Jacksonville. So if you're in the area or are planning to go to the area, you have an opportunity to check out AEW Live. And speaking of Jacksonville and Daly's Place, we've heard from multiple attendees of last week's AEW Dynamite that any fans that didn't follow the explicitly spelled out COVID 19 social distancing rules were immediately removed from Daly's Place by security, which, for all intents and purposes, is the right thing to do. The safety of the fans, the safety of the athletes, is paramount and trumps anything else. So good on AEW for adhering to those rules. Speaking of security, Ronnie Lang of Atlas security has now donated over $10,000 toward animal rescues and shelters across the country. During his time working with AEW, he noted that he was extremely thankful to everyone that has purchased an Atlas security shirt on pro wrestling tees. If you want your shirt, I believe they're still available. Go to pro wrestling and check that out. And the last bit of news for you guys today is that TNT will air a preview for All Out this Saturday at 530 Eastern Standard Time. This will be the countdown to All Out. I would highly recommend if you've got time in your schedule to check it out. I'm sure it will be a very entertaining watch. They do a really good job of those historically. So I know that I will be doing everything that I can to find the time to watch it. Let's move on to our main story of the night. A major WWE star is currently a free agent. That's right. Former WWE and UFC champion Brock Lesnar is currently a free agent as his most recent deal with WWE has expired without the two sides coming to an agreement on a new contract. While both sides are working on a new deal, they have hit an impasse and the discussions have paused. This leaves Lesnar on the open market where he could theoretically field offers from AEW, New Japan, UFC. Who knows? I mean, there's other MMA companies, Bellator comes to mind, that might be very interested in signing Brock Lesnar. Lesnar's contract has lapsed before, and WWE has always been able to put something together with Brock where he would be able to come back to the company. But this is the longest hiatus to date for Brock Lesnar and WWE. In recent years, Lesnar would traditionally take time off from WWE following WrestleMania, but would return to action in the summer, usually around SummerSlam or another pay-per-view in that summertime area, and would usually compete in some kind of a high-profile match, usually against a competitor like CM Punk John Cena Roman Reigns Seth Rollins however this year as you can tell this has not happened as the two sides have not come to an agreement on a new contract or an individual appearance type of a deal since Lesnar's deal has expired and there's no deal currently in sight WWE has pulled all Brock Lesnar merchandise off of their website and they are no longer making it available for sale so if you wanted some Brock merch it ain't there for you. I might have to go to eBay for that one. But Lesnar last appeared for WWE at WrestleMania 36, losing the WWE Championship to, to Drew McIntyre. Lesnar had toyed with the idea of returning to UFC in 2019, but that was to face Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier has unfortunately retired from the sport following his most recent loss in the UFC. All of that being said, It'll be very interesting to see what happens with Brock Lesnar. Do I think Brock Lesnar ends up in AEW? Probably not. Brock Lesnar, if AEW were to pursue Brock Lesnar, it would cost AEW and maybe even TNT millions of dollars to lock that down. I don't know that's something that Tony Khan would even entertain. If I'm in Tony Khan's shoes, though, I don't know that I totally ignore the idea of bringing Brock Lesnar in. Yes, Brock can be a temperamental son of a bitch, and he doesn't have the greatest track record with the AEW world champion, Jon Moxley. Historically, at WrestleMania, Moxley, then competing as Dean Ambrose, fought Brock Lesnar, and it was kind of a stinker of a match. You know, Brock and uh, Jon Moxley just never really had chemistry, never really wanted to work together and it showed in Brock's performance he was very uh, not lazy he just wasn't giving he he didn't want to work he didn't want to do anything to put over John Moxley at that point in time if you were to bring in Brock Lesnar now to compete against John Moxley today would that still be the 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 current situation would they still have bad blood it's hard to say i mean they've been around each other since then i don't think they've really worked together since then but they've been around together, and you know, you you would hope that as two professionals, that they would have mended the the, the fences. But this is pro wrestling, and you never know if one or the other is too too proud to approach the other and and make some kind of an apology, or if whether or not they're they're even on on good terms, or had ever been on good terms to the point where they could have a conversation like that. With Brock Lesnar being a free agent, you know, WWE is going to do everything in their power to keep him away from UFC, to keep him away from AEW. And that is to be expected. WWE historically has done that with literally anybody with any kind of name value or star power that could give AEW anything resembling an advantage. Losing a talent like Brock Lesnar would be a huge strike to Vince McMahon's ego. And while I would love to see it, when I look at the practical business sense of everything, I don't know that Brock Lesnar makes a lot of sense in AEW. He's 43 years old. He works a a part-time schedule at best. You know, he doesn't want to make the trips in and out. He wants to be with his family. He wants to hunt. He wants to kill stuff. And really, that's about it. He wants to watch his kids play hockey. He wants to watch his his daughter um compete in in track and field. You know, he he has no interest in being a pro wrestler other than he really 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 likes the money. Who wouldn't? In the last few years the man has made for a handful of appearances and matches millions upon millions of dollars. Not and that's just on his, his contract with WWE that doesn't speak to the merchandise, the downside guarantee, the all of the other perks that Vince McMahon would throw at Brock Lesnar. So let's, let's play the other side, though. Let's say that Brock Lesnar really wants to stick it to Vince McMahon. That I would not put that past Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar doesn't necessarily give a shit about Vince. He just wants Vince's money. And that's been proven time after time over all of the years that Brock Lesnar has been in the WWE or in professional wrestling. You know, it's not like they've always had a great relationship. Famously, the two have had a very contentious relationship. So let's say he does go to AEW. Let's say that he does go to to work for Tony Khan. Brock Lesnar working for Tony Khan, again, number one, would be a huge coup for AEW. But is the potential headache that comes with a Brock Lesnar worth it? Again, the star power, the name value. Honestly, it might be. Historically, as Tony Khan has been building up AEW, he's been very intentional about not hiring assholes. He doesn't want to work with people that are difficult or have a reputation of being a giant pain in the ass or. You know, and that that sums up Brock Lesnar to a T. He is a giant pain in the ass, but he's earned the right to be a giant pain in the ass. And who's to say that his him being a pain in the ass isn't blown out of proportion. We're not there. We're not privy to the conversations he's had with Vince McMahon. Generally speaking, we just know that Brock wanted to, to leave WWE many, many years ago. And Vince McMahon sued his ass. And the two had a very heated and very ugly court battle that was, to the best of my knowledge, solved or, or remedied out of court. You know, they, they, they settled with Brock Lesnar. He went on to compete in New Japan pro wrestling for a period of time before going to the Minnesota Vikings, trying his hand in the NFL and then going to the ufc where he famously won their world championship as a heavyweight brock lesnar at at 43 is absolutely the most decorated wrestler in the history of of the business he is a national champion in the ncaa he is in the heavyweight division i should add which is not an easy accomplishment he is a two-time all-american in the ncaa he is a former UFC heavyweight champion. He was the uh, the highest paid UFC athlete of all time, um, up until Conor McGregor, and then, you know, most most recently he's been uh, an eight time heavyweight champion in the WWE. And let us not forget that he was also a champion in New Japan for 280 days ish, something like that. Brock Lesnar is a beast brock lesnar can have a good match with anybody and 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 i think that's what you're looking for right now in a company like all elite wrestling but again his price tag is going to be ridiculously high the price tag to get somebody like brock lesnar is probably going to be somewhere around 10 million a year maybe more maybe less but in that ballpark and he's going to work a very limited schedule. Does Tony Khan have that kind of money? Yes, he does. Does AEW have a lighter schedule than WWE? Yes, they do. Is that a a perfect marriage, so to speak? Hard to say. Brock Lesnar has his, his safety blanket still technically in WWE in that they have Paul Heyman still under their employ, but they recently demoted Paul Heyman and have made him... Um a uh, uh, a manager of Roman Reigns, who historically has been somebody that Brock Lesnar has feuded with. And if he were to come back to WWE, that would be the natural um that would be the natural feud for him to, to enter back into. Challenge Roman Reigns for currently the WWE Universal title. It could be some other title depending on when he were to return and the timing and, and things of that nature. But if he were to go to AEW and that main event picture. There are some, some different types of matches for him, including a dream match in that he could challenge Kenny Omega. People would love to watch Kenny Omega take on Brock Lesnar. Kenny Omega, to many, is the best pro wrestler in the world. John Moxley, however, the Aew world champion, again, we already covered all of his turmoil in the past with Brock Lesnar. Uh, John Moxley recently just won the PWI 500 award as being the number one wrestler in the world right now, considering their backstory, there could be a lot of really hard hitting physical matches that Moxley and Brock could have together, especially if they're able to mend what may be a strained relationship. I certainly hope that's the case because if, if Brock were to come into AEW, everybody's going to want to see outside of the Kenny Omega match, um, him take on John Moxley. On top of that, there's some other people that Brock could work with that are beasts in their own right. You know, you've got someone like a Wardlow. You've got Brody Lee. You've got Lance Archer. You've got Brian Cage. Like, you've got these these pieces that could, you know, enter into a match with Brock Lesnar, and it would be infinitely entertaining because it's just two hosses in the ring, looking to fucking murder each other. And who doesn't want to watch that? With Brock Lesnar, though, the other thing that you need to remember is he has a history of going into business for himself. And what I mean by that is if he's pissed off, especially, you know, in a match, he is not afraid to give a receipt on live TV. He's not afraid, if you remember the Braun Strowman match that he had, Ron Strowman got a little loosey goosey with some of his punches and connected with Brock, and Brock fucking put him down hard. Brock's not somebody that is going to entertain the idea of someone potentially playing with him or fucking with him in the the world of AEW. You need to remember that things are a little looser than they are in WWE. In WWE. No one goes into business for themselves because if they do, Vince McMahon will fucking lose his shit and you're done. Your career is over in the world of AEW. There's more artistic freedom. There's more opportunities to work away from a script. You don't, you're not married to, to this, this stack of papers that a group of writers put together. You are in a position where if you think it's a good idea, you know Tony Tony Khan encourages you to try that out, see where it goes, see where it takes you like a good director. He empowers you, he enables you. And it's hard to say how Brock, who really has only competed primarily within the WWE's confines with the exception of that short stint in New Japan, how he would take to that. Personally, I'm very fascinated to to find out, but I'm also fearful that if AEW were to secure Brock Lesnar, does that set a precedent that they're just going to go after these, these giant names, just despite Vince McMahon, you know, what's, what's next, right? John Cena, CM Punk, and granted CM Punk would be a lot of fun. I, I really do hope at some point that they're able to make that work, but You know, someone like John Cena, you don't want to see him in AEW because he is 100% a a WWE guy. You don't want to see him necessarily break out of that. You want to watch somebody like Brock Lesnar, who, in my opinion, doesn't really give a shit about WWE, go out there and compete with other people that he's never worked with before or rekindle old feuds, whether it's Chris Jericho or, or somebody like that. Where you could just be like, all right, this is this is fucking awesome. This is great. But that's my opinions on the matter. I would love to get yours. Please feel free to hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at PWLetis. If you want to take part in the conversation through email, I'm always looking for some email, baby. You can send that over to us at pwleetis at gmail.com. Let's take a look at what else is happening here in the world of AEW. First, let's start off talking about AEW Dark. AEW Dark is back live later tonight, if you're listening to this on the same day, or it's already happened. So either way, here's the card. We've got Frankie Kazarian taking on Angelico. We've got the initiative um, competing against Private Party, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. They are set to face John Cruz and David Ali Anna Jay, the newly crowned queen of the Dark Order is going to take on Red Velvet, who I am day by day becoming an even bigger fan of. She is someone that is super impressive to me, and I, I really hope that they and by they I mean AEW. Take a look at her as somebody to bring onto the roster in some capacity in the future. Also, on that card, we have Allie versus Cassandra Golden. We've got Danny Jordan taking on Abaddon. Kip Sabian will face Sean Dean, the captain. Donnie Janella, I didn't know there was a Donnie Janella. Well, he and his partner, Ryan Rembrandt, will be taking on Billy and Austin Gunn, who have the worst fucking logo in professional wrestling. You need to change that racist shit, please. Santana and Ortiz, a proud and powerful inner circle fame, will face Fabu Andre and Ryzen. (laughs) Tara Ryzen, like Triple H. Come on, guys, right? Right. (sighs) Anyway. Sean Spears will take on Eddie Torres. And finally, Ricky Starks is set to face Tony Donati. Let's look ahead to AEW Dynamite. We have in what may or may not be your main event. I don't know. Jon Moxley, the AEW world champion, taking on MJF's lawyer, Mark Sterling. Um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. I think Mark Sterling and his role with the limited time that he's had has been very entertaining. I think Moxley and him will have a lot of fun. In the ring together, and it should be a very uh, should prove to be a very entertaining segment for everybody. Chris Jericho will take on Joey Janela in what Jericho has deemed his warm up match for all out. Completely dismissing Joey Janela and giving him no chance to win. Santana and Ortiz, they will face the best friends in a match that has been brewing for some time after they destroyed Trent's mom's minivan. And then finally, the winning team will face off against each other at all out. We have SCU and private party taking on the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express. You have to imagine that the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express will be the winners. I would imagine that SCU, even though I I love Frankie Kazarian and, you know, Daniels is aging and hasn't really looked too crisp in the ring recently. Private party. You are. I mean, if you've been listening to the show for, for any length of time, you know how I feel about them. I think Mark Quinn has the, the ability to be a star. I think Isaiah Cassidy right now, I just don't see it. So that is your AEW Dynamite preview. Let's look ahead one more time to the all-out 2020 pay-per-view that's happening this Saturday from Daily's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. In your main event, we've got John Moxley taking on MJF. John Moxley is my pick to win here. I don't think MJF is necessarily in a position where I I am ready for him to be the world champion quite yet. I think he has the ability to be a world champion. Absolutely. But I would imagine that a a TNT championship title run is maybe more appropriate for him right now, even though it's on another heel in Brody Lee, Um, that doesn't mean that that belt Can't at some point jump to to MJF. I just don't think that the world title right now is where I I put MJF for the AEW tag team championship. We've got Kenny Omega and Hangman Page taking on FTR. They'll be accompanied by Tully Blanchard. Kenny Omega has been teasing this this big um, snap like he's going to betray somebody. Conversely, Hangman Page betrayed his best friends and was kicked out of the Elite last week on AEW Dynamite. And it's hard to say if if Page is in cahoots with FTR or not. FTR likes to drink. Hangman Page absolutely likes to drink and probably has something of a drinking problem as discussed by the Bucks. I am really fascinated to see who wins here but if I'm going with my gut, I think FTR win the titles and we start getting a feud or a program between Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Things were always kind of leaning to go that way. I think that this is time to pull that trigger. For the AEW Women's Championship, we've got Hikaru Shida taking on the NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa. Again, if you've been listening to this podcast for any period of time, you know, that I love Thunder Rosa and that I think that she is just a phenomenal asset that I hope AEW is able to sign. I don't know what her availability is, but if she is available, um, absolutely. She is the person that I, in this moment right now, put as the centerpiece of my women's division. That being said, Thunder Rosa, I, I am going to call for the upset here. I'm going to say that the NWA women's champion Thunder Rosa defeats Hikaru Shida. Um, it, I'm not clear if either women's title is on the line, but, um, I guess we'll find out on Saturday in the Mimosa mayhem match. We got Chris Jericho taking on orange Cassidy. Um, this one's going to be full of, shenanigans on top of some, I would imagine hard hitting, um, hard hitting offense from both Jericho and Cassidy in the end. I think, you know, I would like to see Cassidy win, but I, I think my logical brain is telling me that Chris Jericho prevails in this match. The TNT championship will not be defended on this pay-per-view instead Brody Lee will be teaming with Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson to take on the Nightmare Family team of QT Marshall, Dustin Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, and Matt Cardona. And then as we spoke about before in our Dynamite preview, the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express or SCU versus Private Party, that match will be determined and confirmed on Dynamite. Finally, the last match of the night is the 21-man Casino Battle Royale. We know that we have men like Darby Allen, Brian Cage, Lance Archer, and Ricky Starks in the match. I am intrigued to see if there's going to be any kind of surprises. I really, really hope that there are. But no matter what, I love Battle Royals. I love Royal Rumbles. I'm very excited by this match. I'm very happy that this match is on the card. and. You know, I hope it's not just a situation where they put it on the pre-show if they are doing a pre-show. Uh, actually, I don't know if they're doing a pre-show. I haven't heard anything about a pre-show. More to come on that, I guess. But for now, that is everything that I've got for you folks. Before we sign off, just again, another reminder. If you are enjoying the content that we are putting up, please subscribe to our, our podcast. It is the best way that you can help us. While you're subscribing, don't forget to leave a five-star review. If you uh, put down a review on Apple Podcasts, I will absolutely read it on the show, unless it's something racist or gross, Eh, even if it's gross, maybe. I don't know. But moving along, if you want to engage in the conversation, please do. Um, I'm always happy to have people tweet at me or hit me up on the gram. That's at PW If you want to send us an email, we do love that as well. At, uh, you can do that at PW at gmail.com. Holy crap. That it was not easy for me to say. So with that, I'm going to bid you. adieu. good night mwah, and good. Bye. I think I did it in the wrong order. Whatever. um, kidding aside please um take care of yourselves take care of each other be kind to yourself we are in a really weird situation as covid is still around it is not going anywhere as far as we can tell wash your hands wear a mask be patient with each other and until we get the chance to speak next week take care